0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. This is your host, George Muniz Gund. So today I wanted to talk about why ableism and capitalism are strongly interconnected and why you can't dismantle ableism without... Altering the way that the capitalist system works, at least, like to a significant degree, which would be basically changing capitalism. Changing the way the capitalist system works, in essence. Because the way the capitalist system works nowadays, it basically expects every single person in This society to produce an average of at least forty, um, at least eight hours a day. It's forty hours a week, but for most people, it can't be distributed. So it's at least like it's usually eight, at least eight hours per day, in order to survive. But at the same time you're exhausting yourself even neurotypical people are exhausting themselves to to work these long hours you know to be able to live and so immer- imagine what it's like for neurodivergent people who have to deal with sensory overload and burnout and executive dysfunction days that You simply, and it's really hard for non-autistics and non-ADHDers to understand this, but there are days that we neurodivergent people barely have the energy to get out of bed. I'm not kidding. The executive dysfunction and the neurodivergent burnout, which I've talked about a couple episodes ago, can be so intense that we literally don't have the energy to get out of bed but we don't unfortunately because of the way that this capitalist system is built we don't have the choice a lot of times we have neurodivergent or not executive dysfunction or not we have to get out of bed and go to school we have to get out of bed and go to work no matter how much energy we're feeling that day and that can be very harmful to our brains and to our mental health. And that can increase our sensory sensitivities and it can increase our irritability. Um, You know, it can affect us. It can make us very stressed. It can affect us in many different ways. And so it's not just what um, the what this system does to neurodistinct people that are forced to work every day through a burnout. It's also about, you know, for those, particularly for those uh, neurodistinct and disabled individuals with high support needs, it affects their ability, the ability of their parents to afford a caretaker. For their child. See, this is why we have such a strong ableist narrative with this eugenics research stuff out there about getting rid of disability because people are constantly vilifying the disability instead of how this ableist capitalist system does not properly accommodate uh, disabled people and allow. parents to be able to afford caretakers to care for their disabled children while they are at work. So, you know, it's like, instead of blaming the disability and trying to fix or cure disability, we need to be focusing on, let's change the way the system works. And I'm not saying that it needs to be socialism or it needs to be communism or it needs to be, you know, necessarily specifically another specific economic system. I'm saying that it needs to, I'm not even saying that we should completely eliminate capitalism because I realize we would have to have um something to replace it with. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about we really need to change, we need to at least do a complete, like, you know, knock down the walls and rebuild them. Like a major rehaul. Uh, and, And in order to make this system more accommodating to neurodivergent people. And I've talked about this before in previous episodes about how if neurodivergent people were allowed to work in spurts, in certain like work certain amount of hours and days that they're in hyper focus and less when they're in burnout um if they could have their work accommodation um do things like uh lower the lights or lower the sounds or make it a more sensory accommodating environment for those people with sensory sensitivities you know little like accommodations like that if if you know, it were, if everyone had the viability and the ability, every company and every school, the ability, it's not just like the willingness to do these, uh, see, this is why, where it gets to why these systems are so interconnected, because it's not interconnected, it's not just about being anti-ableist, and yes, we want to um have accommodations for our disabled workers and for our disabled students it's about can we afford to have these accommodations and that's usually why the accommodations don't um get granted aren't not ultimately given is because or at least the excuse is and a lot of times the real reason is that that you can't um the companies and schools can't afford it, and that's because of the capitalist system, you know? So it's all interconnected, and I'm not... I hope people understand. I'm not trying to be, like, you know, 100... I mean, people are going to twist it the way they want to twist it, but this isn't supposed to be a political episode. This is supposed to be about, hey, like, it's not even, like, completely abolish capitalism it's about how do we change it to make it more accommodating to neurodivergent folks and if if and if maybe the language need. i don't know see everyone can have their own language around that and the way they want to interpret that but that's what i'm essentially trying to say um so yeah in the ideal world essentially to close this off In the ideal world that we should all be advocating for, and I want to stress once again that it shouldn't be only up to disabled folks to do all the work and, you know, advocate for these basic rights and accommodations. We need everyone, neurotypicals and able bodied individuals included, to help us in this fight. So, what we should all be advocating for. Is for everyone to have access to a caretaker, for everyone to have, you know, for workplaces and supermarkets and schools to have, be able to have accommodations in place. Not only, you know, both, both be able to afford these accommodations and also be able to willing, be able to be willing to, you know, try to even make make them work because there there's capitalism but there's still a lot of plain ableism as well where schools and such don't even want depending on where you are they don't even want to make the effort to accommodate disabled people because they don't see um they place more value on the needs of able-bodied people than disabled people which is ableism, but they'll never say it's ableism, anyways. Um, that's another rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, like basically, we all. My point is, we all need to be advocating for these things if we want real change. Because I'm just tired of seeing the that. You know, I just watched this documentary recently about them the disability rights movement and how it started and everything. It was called Crip Camp on Netflix. And it's just really sad to see how it was really like, if disabled, if this big group of disabled folks hadn't gotten together and, you know, done all this work to get all this... The, the legislation that we have, disability rights legislation, legislation that we have been able to get passed um, so far, like, if it weren't for all the work of these disabled folks, we would we would not be, we would not have as many rights as we do today. Like, and there's still, still way more more ground to cover, but we wouldn't have even covered as much ground as we have already if it weren't for the, endless efforts endless efforts of Disabled activists and and this is why I can't stress enough and I highly recommend this documentary Crip camp on Netflix if anyone wants to understand more about the history of disability uh, rights and disability advocacy and How much work just just how much work disabled folks have had to do to, to get these uh, um these things and these accommodations just just to get basic rights not not even accommodations that we're still fighting for, just basic rights, just basic rights like access to a building for people in wheelchairs you know and and this was this was hugely because of the efforts of disabled activists, the persistent efforts of disabled activists, so anyways. Um, that, that can, that'll close up this episode. I know I've already, um, you know, talked a lot and, and I've covered all the points I wanted to cover. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.